The conversations on this podcast are between the host and the guest and are not directed at any member of the general public. The information is for your listening pleasure, but is not offering you any personal advice. If you have heard something that you feel may be relevant to yourself, please visit your medical practitioner or mental health provider. A quick introduction for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before. I'm Daniel, and each week I bring you a conversation with someone who I think is inspirational or brings something inspiring to the podcast. It's about things that change or could change our lives, and that's why I called it Life Changes You. Listen to the range of topics around psychology, mental health, and inspiration, and find out how life changes you. Hello, and welcome to Life Changes You. I'm Daniel. Another week, another guest, and this guest is really interesting, and I was inspired to talk to this person because of a video I watched on Instagram only this morning. He had reached out to me before, about a year ago, and, you know, I just lost that message. So when we connected again today, I was like, oh, God, I've got to have this guy on to speak. So his name is Danian, and he's from New Zealand, and he has a project called Answers Within, which is on YouTube, and you can also find him on Instagram. And it's about getting men to open up and talk about what things they've been through and what's changed for them. But anyway, I think I should get Danian on. So hello, Danian. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Good. Really nice to talk to you, as I just said in the intro. Yeah, I watched that video this morning through a mutual friend of ours, The Mind Tradie. And yeah, I just thought you spoke openly, honest. It was quite raw. And I thought that's someone who I think would be good for the podcast because I think it's inspiring what you've been through. So do you want to give me a bit of a background on yourself? Yeah, definitely. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, so my name's Daniel, and I'm originally from Christchurch, New Zealand. I currently live in a small town called Blenheim in Marlborough. Um, I've gone through a bit in my life. A lot of drug and alcohol abuse. It hasn't been until like the last six or seven years I kind of realised that it was possible to actually stop using the drugs and alcohol and kind of figure out the reason of to why I was using them. And a lot of the reason was because I didn't really feel comfortable in my own skin and I didn't really feel comfortable with the life I was living and past circumstances kind of led me to that with past trauma and stuff like that. So I use it as an excuse to kind of just completely self-sabotage and, and destroy my life. It wasn't until... I ended up in prison um, in 2012 that I had this, you could call it a spiritual awakening where I kind of realized that the prison isn't actually a physical form. Like, yes, I was locked in a prison, but the most worst and horrible prison I've ever been in is my mind. Right. And um, it's kind of just taken me on a journey from there, Daniel. I ended up in a rehab when I got out of jail and, and like I say, I, I realized that it was actually possible to give up the drugs and alcohol and um, start facing myself to who I am authentically rather than plugging myself up with, with drugs and alcohol to kind of escape reality. So can I ask you how old you are now? Yeah, I'm 29. I'm wow. 30 this year. So you were in prison when you were 22, 21? No, I, no, no, no. I was in prison when I was 18. 18. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, I think what you said there before, uh, that you were in a, a structural prison, but the worst prison was the prison of your mind. I mean, that is 
pretty much for anybody out there, isn't it? Because what we're thinking, what we're doing, how we feel about ourselves, past trauma, past things that have happened to us actually make us who we are at that moment. And I guess you saying you had a spiritual awakening, it was a time when you realised that there was different things you could do in life and there was opportunities. So do you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what that spiritual awakening meant when it happened? Yeah, definitely. So, like, I was surrounded by a lot of broken broken boys, broken men. Um, I was in the youth unit of the men's prison. So it's a unit that they put the younger guys in before they go into the mainstream population. Yeah. So um, there was a lot of guys that made, you know, really irrational decisions, you know, intoxicated, you know, took people's lives, et cetera. Yeah. And I got to know these people on quite a deep level because obviously there wasn't that I was aware of apart from prescription drugs and stuff like that. There, there wasn't a massive, you know, everyone was clean and sober as, as far as I knew. Yeah. But anyway, so I basically met these guys in some form of, authenticity and I got to know like a lot of the bravado and and a lot of their ego and stuff was all kind of acting from fear and stuff that happened to them so a lot of it was survival and coping strategies so I actually got to see you know some really vulnerable sides of it and started to understand it from my own journey I started to realize that I'm not this you know, big gangster or whatever I perceived to think I was, you know, I realized yeah. and kind of uh, took a few looks in the mirror to realize I'm, you know, a white ginger skin, you know, I was weighing, <laughs> I was, I was, I was very, um, I was very skinny back then as well. And, you know, I, yeah, I was full of ego, but I realized in, in that environment that, wow, okay where I'm going now is, is you know, there, there's only going to be a couple of kind of options. I'm either going to end up in and out of jail for the rest of my life or I'm going to end up dead. So I got the opportunity to go into a, to a rehab, to a drug and alcohol treatment center. And I made that decision and I went in there. And obviously when I went in there, you know, I've relapsed quite a few times after that. But what that did for me was cemented a pathway so when I would go back into relapse and when I would start using drugs and alcohol again, I know that it was only because I wanted to escape my reality. It wasn't the fact of that I was, you know, obviously I was addicted and stuff like that. It was more just wanting to escape who I was as a person and have a break from that as such, but it only created more problems. But going back to your question around the spiritual awakening in jail, I just kind of realized who... I was, and I was here to help other men. I, I wasn't here to destroy other men. I wasn't here to, you know, put pipes in, in people's hands and, and sell drugs. And, and what I thought I was doing before going into jail was all false. And it, it wasn't my reality. Like, it, it was never going to be something that would create positive change like I'm doing now. You know what I mean? That's great. That's great. So when you first went into jail, you were saying before you had like this bravado. So before you went in, did you feel like you were a bit of a gangster and you were making a good life for yourself, even though you, I guess you were a bit confused with using drugs as well? And then you got into prison and you went, hold on a minute, this isn't the life I want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went in there and actually met some gangsters and thought, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that, it's definitely not me, you know. I, I don't, 
yeah, I don't resonate with this, and this is <laughs> I've gone too far. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've I've taken it too far, and uh, you know I'm now in a like you know in a physical form of a prison. Yeah, but um, you know, and I think it, that was the most powerful part of it is is realizing that you know the worst prisons actually within the mind, but the external can reflect that. So, you know, when you're living in that prison and then sooner or later I'm actually in a jail, it's like I can't really get, you know, I can't really get any worse than that, you know. Well, it could, and I, you know, and, and that's what I mean. You know, my journey definitely tells the story that, you know, I've been very close to, to death as well and, and I've, you know, had some very serious attempts of trying to take myself out also. So, you know, it, I think that turning point for me was definitely going into jail and, and, and meeting some really broken souls, but then also realizing that these guys are actually really, really awesome guys. They've just made some really irrational decisions and they're acting um, out on, you know, past traumas and emotions and stuff that they can't actually believe that they can process. Yeah. Look, that's know? really powerful what you're saying there because you know, I know we hear things like, oh, you know, you don't mess with those people. They live over that side of the town and that's the rough area. Uh, I worked in an area uh, a few years back, probably 10 years ago, and it was classed as, you know, a really poor area of uh, Melbourne and rough and tough. And I met some fantastic people there. You know, it wasn't yeah. like, you know, but it, I guess it's stereotyping of things. And to say that you were in prison and you realise that a lot of these guys were vulnerable and, you know, we're trying to deal with stuff. But I think for you, your realisation that you weren't fitting in there and that that wasn't where you were supposed to be, I mean, that's really powerful because there are so many people that go in the prison system and then start getting worse into the prison system and, you know, learning things so that they can get outside and do other things, whereas you turned yourself around and it might have taken you a while and you said you went back to rehab a few times. But you still came out and you're still where you are now, which is a positive thing. And for you speaking to other men or uh, trying to help men open up about what's going on in their lives, you know, you've got a really good story because it's not, well, I was in prison and now I'm doing this. You're, you're showing that you were vulnerable in those times. And there were times when you wanted to escape reality because you didn't like what was happening. So the easiest thing to do is to turn to drugs or alcohol because that helps you get out of that reality. But then you come back to reality and then you've taken your path again. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah no, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate that. And yeah, that, that's exactly right. And I have definitely been a slow learner. You know, I, I went into to the youth unit twice. So I got out, I actually got out. I was 17 when I went in there originally. And then I got out on my 18th birthday Wow. And then I got arrested that night. On <laughs> your 18th I, birthday? Yeah, yeah, I got out on my 18th birthday and then I got arrested that night because I got drunk and blacked out. And, uh, yeah, I can't completely remember the two occasions, but I ended up in, in jail twice. And, yeah, I think it was the first time I got out and they put me on some type of bail conditions and stuff and it only lasted so long and then ended back up in there. So, And it was only for... Quite, you know, it wasn't a long time, but it was long enough. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, in hindsight, you probably you went in there the first time and you thought, oh, "Look, oh, this isn't me. I'm no gangster." And then you came out and you thought, "Maybe I am a gangster." Went back in and went, <laughs> "No, I'm definitely not." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, as, as you say, you know, it's it's that message of, you know, of, you know, and and that's what I'm very passionate about is, is letting guys know, you know. 
at the age I was back then, you know, 17, 18, it's a real turning point. It's a real crossroad, you know, um, especially over here in New Zealand. Like it's a very, you know, we definitely have the animal sheep here quite a lot. And I think it can actually relate into the people because, you know, a, a lot, you know, especially the newer generation, you know, with social media and stuff, it's trends, it's following, it's these, these rappers overseas and, yeah. you know, this lifestyle that seems to be, you know, Tupac and Eminem and all that type of stuff, these influences, um, it's definitely not, you know, like it's, there's not much good that, that comes out of that gangster stuff. Well, there, there's not a lot at all, you know what I mean? But I guess one thing that really stood out to me going through all of this stuff um, in my younger days, you know, was the camaraderie. Like even even these gangs, yeah, they, they weren't doing the greatest things, but it was, it was that brotherhood. It was feeling a part of. And now, you know, I'm older, I'm realizing that I don't actually have to be in a gang. You know, I can be my own person and validate myself enough to have other men, you know, like yourself um, and have that camaraderie, but I don't need to be running around with, with patches and, yeah. you know, that type of stuff. So it's, yeah. And that's that's really good that you, you've, you've come to that conclusion because, you know, I had a brief look at what you're doing on YouTube and uh, uh, getting men to speak up and talk about how they've got through their struggles and how they've got to where they are now and sharing your story with those sort of people, well, with any men, it is good because anything that helps men open up and talk openly is a great thing. We, we, we lose too many men to suicide, and you touched on it before that you tried to take your life a few times, and it's thankful that you didn't because you're now doing something that will help other people. And all those stories that you've got that you've lived through will be things that will help other people that are thinking of those sort of things like attempting suicide and, you know, my life's no good, I, I can't do this, I can't do that. Because sometimes you find that with men, it can be the smallest thing that's going wrong, but it can feel like the biggest thing, like they're not good enough, they're, they're not macho enough, they're not able to do what they need to do. And for you to open up and talk openly about your stuff, that actually gives all those people the opportunity to look at themselves and go, well, actually, you know, the position I'm in at the moment is not as bad as I thought it was. Look at what Daniel's been through and look how he's come through. I mean, do you want to tell people what you're doing now as a job? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm currently an apprentice chef. Um, it's <laughs> it's been a roller coaster, I tell you that. But it's it's really teaching me a lot of discipline and a lot of patience and things that are really you know important to learn in, in everyday life. Food's always been a big passion of mine. Um, when I got out of jail and went into that rehab the first time, I started actually getting into it in the kitchen there, and that's kind of where it all kicked off and sparked off for me the passion of, of cooking food and how it made me feel. So it's pretty cool that I'm pursuing something that I've always kind of wanted to do and get qualified in it. So um, it's, it's, it's definitely not easy, but one thing I have learned over the years, you know, easy come, easy go, you know, things that are worth keeping uh, are hard and it's not easy, but it definitely creates the being that, that you want to inspire to be. And yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for my job. And look, it's good that you've got a passion that you're now studying and learning because I think once you're passionate about something, it changes your whole outlook on life. Uh, if you're in a job that you don't really like or if your relationships aren't working too well, you know, you sort of feel a bit disheartened and like, oh, well, 
what's the point in going on, but you've now got a passion and you found what you want to do. So that, that goes a long way to creating a better life for yourself, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, definitely. And, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's one of those skills that, it, you know, everyone's got to eat, you know what I mean? I can take it wherever I go, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it, it's really cool. And those couple of times you went into rehab, you know, what was your feeling then? Were you feeling that, you know, say that you'd already been in once and you'd got off the drugs and alcohol, and then the second time you went in, did you go in there with the idea that, you know, look, I know I'm back in here, however, I have got through this before. So were you already sort of set up a bit more for success on your second time in rehab? Yeah, 100%. To be honest, I've, I've been there more than more than twice. So altogether throughout my throughout my youth, like throughout my teenage life, I spent three years, roughly around three years altogether in, in, in rehabs in and out. So so every time I'd go back in, and I think that's the thing, like when I would relapse and, and you know, go back to self-destruction mode and do radical things and, um, you know, hurt people and, and do some really, really stupid shit, I'd go back into these, rehabs with a whole like you know i just end up filling up that rubbish bag that i'm carrying on my shoulder with more guilt more shame more you know more problems that i have to sort out more fines that i have to pay yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it just it just like it just keep going and going and going and i think that's the thing with being at a rock bottom you know there's that cliche saying it goes along the lines of you know the rock bottom was the solid foundation i i I rebuilt my life on, you know, and I, I can really resonate with that because the more down I've gone and the more mistakes I've made has definitely built me to where I'm at today and, and has given me this voice that I'm able to get men to, to tap in and, and, and go within themselves and, and figure out that they actually are worth something and they are good guys and stuff like that. Yeah, it's taken me a lot of... Yeah, a lot of getting back up and these rehabs have been really beneficial. And, you know, I met my beautiful fiance in the last treatment. Um, and now, you know, we've been together roughly around three years now. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, good things do come out of, sort, you know, sorting your shit out. It's just, um, it's that process. And I think, you know, like you say, you know, when I went in, constantly after relapsing it, it was really really hard especially like after the you know third fourth time or you know yeah. Daniel's back again it was like, <laughs> you know what I mean but now I'm over three years clean and sober you know what I mean so congratulations me, that's good it's, it's a miracle man yeah yeah exactly it's, it's, no, it's, it's know, not a miracle mate it, it's that you've put in the hard work and you've learned those lessons the hard way you know, yeah, because I, yeah, I, think, I, I think a lot of the time, uh, you know, I really liked it when you said you had to hit rock bottom uh, to start coming up because, you know, people say, oh, I think I'm going to hit rock bottom and they don't actually get there, which is a good thing. But you actually admit that you went to rock bottom to then start rebuilding your life. And yeah, brilliant, mate. Yeah, that's really good. And you have learned a lot of lessons, some of them probably harder than most people would. But to learn those lessons and to get to the position you're in now is a great position to start helping other people. Have you thought about telling your story in local schools or in even in prison, you know, to try and inspire people that, you know, look, I fucked up, fucked up. Now look at me now, you know, and look at all those lessons I learned along the way. 
and they weren't easy. And sometimes I had to really look inside myself to find my own strength to get through these things. But I have now, and now I'm in a, a relationship. I, I'm doing a job that I want to do. So there are, because a lot of people always think, oh, once you've been in prison, you can't do anything. And there are probably lots of people who get out of prison and carry on. There are probably lots of people who go to prison and then don't have a good life or they do have a, uh, I guess not the victim mentality, but they sort of feel like, well, I'm not good enough. I can't do anything. Well, you've built all those things back up, which is a hard job when you've gone from where you were to where you are now to change everything around and to learn from it and to learn that you don't want to go back there. Yeah, it's been incredibly hard. But yeah, like you say, I've, I've proven to myself that I can do it. And to answer the question about going into schools and that, like I've always had a massive passion to help young men, you know, men, yeah. you know, men that I can, you know, see parts of myself um, in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely want to do that. You know, I guess it's just flowing with with life. And, and I know that those opportunities will arise when it's time. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be um, very interested in, in, in getting into schools and, and talking to young men and sharing my story and, and, and giving some hope, you know. Yeah, because your story, I think, you know, some kids that are starting to get into that, you know, selling a bit of drugs or even just misbehaving, when they hear your story, they might go, well, look, actually, look, he went through all that and I don't need to. I can stop now. Yeah, so I'd love to go into schools and, you know, speak to those young young boys, young men that are, you know, going through those crossroad moments and, um, you know, going into that drug and alcohol phase. Because I, I guess, you know, high schools are the best place to go to, to, to share that message because that's exactly where I started getting quite heavily um, involved in it. And I didn't even realise how serious it was until life kind of, continued and I started to 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 understand that I really dug myself a hole um but you know like looking about I've managed to call out of that <laughs> hey, well look you have and as you say high school you know I guess between 13 and 18 is where you're really uh working out who you are your sense of self and what you want to do and uh, who you actually are and where you fit into the world. And, you know, like I was thinking when you were saying, you know, you went into jail when you were 17, came out on your 18th birthday, went back in. You know, there's also that, uh, um, oh, what's the word, uh, guys don't understand consequence until they're around 24, 25. And that's why there are a lot of issues with younger men around the 17 to 23-year-old mark because we don't focus on what the consequences of our actions. We just do what we want to do. And then afterwards we go, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. But it's too late then because we haven't figured out what the consequence will be beforehand. And so if you're talking to those kids, I mean, I guess even doing your YouTube videos and young kids, 14, 15, are hearing your story, you know, that's a powerful uh, way of media to get that out and, and share your story and, and people sitting in their own rooms or with a few friends watching them. It's a lot better than uh, sometimes than someone standing in an auditorium if you were to be there and have 100 kids in front of you, you know, because I remember <laughs> when I was at school, when someone came to speak, you'd be talking, laughing, joking, <laughs> and not even listening. And then the teacher would say, wait, listen. And then you'd start listening and you think, oh, I don't want to listen to this. But, you know, your yeah. videos are a great way for people to uh, connect with you and to listen to your story. Yeah, 100%. And I guess that's kind of the whole idea of the YouTube channel and the Instagram and all that type of stuff was, 
to utilize social media because obviously it's something that's very fast-paced thing so I wanted to start sharing a bit of my story it didn't really start off like that it, it, the YouTube channel originally um me and my friends we came up with answers within and um it was basically to to get other guys to share their internal dialect and and what's kind of gone on within themselves and how how that how they've found their own answers and I guess by answers it's more me you know more or less meaning their own identity you know who who are they there's about 45 videos from 45 different guys from all walks of life, like talking about this topic and it's powerful stuff, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's something else, you know? And I just, yeah, it's, it's definitely, yes, I'm, I'm kind of orchestrating it and sharing some of my journey as well. Cause at the end of the day, it's 50 cents for 50 cents. I'm not going to just get all these guys to share their stuff and me not share anything about my own journey as well. You know what I mean? Like you've got to, put in that work as well and um you know like it's over the years you know I've definitely had a lot of anxiety about sharing my past and stuff like that but um the more I've kind of grown up and become a man I've realized it's such a strength-based thing you know in our country of New Zealand the attitude I'm sure will be right hardened up you know come on get on with it, yeah. suppress everything. It's not working and it's not serving us. You know, we have a really high suicide rate here. And um, like I said previously, you know, I've tried it a couple of times on some really serious attempts. You know, I've been at a really, really dark point in my life where I heavily tried to to do it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still here and I'm very fortunate for that. But um, I, I understand and I know what it's like to not want to be here anymore and if I could you know like I say I, I couldn't repeat it enough if I could just help or resonate with a guy that's contemplating or thinking about suicide at the moment then like that would just be amazing it is a very dark place to be in and uh, and I understand it from my own experience and look as I said before by you opening up and being vulnerable and telling your story it does resonate with other people and it does uh, give men the opportunity to, if they don't contact you, uh, to talk to someone in their life. You know, it, it's the same all over the world. Um, I did a podcast probably about 18 months ago where I talked to a guy in the UK and we were talking about young males and what they were faced with. And, you know, I guess uh, that finding your own identity between 13 and 18 and where you fit into the world and if you're gay, what happens there and if you're being bullied, what happens there and if you don't have any friends. And there's so many things that mould you at that stage that then take you on into your life. So you being vulnerable and open will uh, allow men to say, okay, well, I can talk about these things because, you know, you, you've come from a really tough position and to uh, tell your story in the hopes that other men will come forward and, and talk about themselves. I mean, yeah, you said you've got about 45 videos. Look, let's see if we can get some more on there because the more that men connect and find these places where men are talking about their emotions – Emotions have been something, I don't know, for probably since the dawn of time that men have been told not to talk about your feelings, not to cry. Don't cry. You know, you'll be okay. Um, you know, and crying is actually a good thing for you because it, it gets everything out and it resets you. So talk a little bit about your project, how you want to get more people involved and how they go about that. 
Yeah, definitely. So it's really simple. So on my on the Instagram page, there's a pinned video of me talking about what the project is. So if anyone does go onto the Instagram, click onto that video. But um, I'll explain it a little bit. So basically, it's a YouTube channel. It has a whole bunch of guys from all walks of life talking about their answers within themselves and their journey of to how they've discovered those answers, whether that's through addiction, whether that's through trauma, whether that's just through everyday life. Um, and basically the reason I am so passionate about this specific topic is because for me, the big change has happened from within myself i had to make these choices i had to make these decisions to get to where i'm at today like you said it isn't a miracle and i needed you know i needed to be corrected i've put in the work yeah. you know i've found that awareness i've been able to accept it and now i'm taking the action to have a better life right. you know? and it, that those those three pillars is, is something else that in the future i really want to you know take to high schools and and put to 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 young guys in that because you know without awareness you know I was in denial without the acceptance I was resisting I was I was pulling the fingers at the world you know and then without that action nothing was changing it was just like stagnant water I was doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results but they weren't happening you know so to be able to take that leap of faith to be able to actually put in that work and move my feet hand out CVs to random businesses, be able to front up and, and you know, admit my wrongs um, and, and feel them and process them, that's, you know, that's where I'm at. So if basically if you, you know, if you're listening to this, brothers, and, and you want to get involved, flick us a message on Instagram. I'll give you my email. You send it through and I'll upload it onto the YouTube channel. It's really as simple as that. And, you know, I, I had a target of getting 100 videos from men all over. So I'm at 45, so I'm not too far away. <laughs> <laughs> You're but nearly just, half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing. It's it's the journey, you know. There's no time limit on it, you know what I mean? And once I've got 100, then I'll aim for a bit more. But, yeah, it's just basically having that open platform 24-7 for, like you said, you know, um, guys can go to at any given time, jump on YouTube and, and watch some videos and, and get some inspiration, hopefully, and, and get some hope. And if they're struggling, realize that, you know, there's – 45 different guys from all walks of life talking about their, their journeys and their hardships. And, you know, they're still here in this present moment um, trying to be the best versions of themselves. How did it feel when you got your first video in? It was amazing. It was really <laughs> cool because the first video, the guy that did the first video, he's over in um, Canada, I believe, or over in the state somewhere. And he actually created a, um, a movement and a podcast that I ended up becoming guests on. So right. it, was, it was really special. And, and the universe is a very powerful thing. You know, it's you you put good into it and, and you continue to create the change. And, and that's what I mean with the high school talks and stuff like that. I know within myself that's going to happen. I just need to keep doing the next right thing. I loved what you said before that you needed to be the person to change what was happening to you. You had the thoughts about how you were going to change and then you put that into action because I think there, look, I like listening about the universe and law of attraction and all that sort of stuff. And I think it all works in the background, 
But at some point, the person has to do the action. They can't just sit there going, oh, I want to, uh, I don't know, I want a million dollars and it's going to happen. You have to be out there working really, really hard to get that million dollars. But there are still people out there that think that they don't need to do anything. It's just going to happen. But you're showing us that, you know, this was the position you were in. What you wanted to do was something different. You had a few realisations in there, so your thoughts. You turn them into changes and then you put it into action. And this is where you are now. And it doesn't mean you're a superstar, but it means that you've started to create a movement, which is what is needed at the moment. And what the good thing is about social media, there are a lot of people like us that are putting out positive messages, are putting out podcasts, are putting out videos, are putting out updates, helping people to understand where they're coming from and where they're going and how they can make these small changes. On one of the lives I had last year, a woman said to me that she'd been seeing a psychologist for two years and just felt like giving up because nothing was working. And I, I had said in the, in the lives that, you know, sometimes you have to try a few different psychologists before you find one that fits. And just because you're told this is a good one doesn't mean that's a fit for you. So she went and saw a different psychologist and she said, Dan, the change in my life is amazing because they actually helped me start working on some goals of what I want to do and help me putting things in perspective. So, you know, you can, you can change things. You just have to want to change it. You have to think about changing it and then you have to put it into action. And that's exactly what you've done, mate. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad I spoke to you because uh, watching that video this morning that was sent to me, it was like, wow, this guy is so open and raw about everything that's happened to him, but he's got resilience. He's got uh, so many things that other people are finding hard to find. And if you can find all these things and change everything around, that's powerful for you to show people that, look, I went from this to this. You know, your story is amazing. It's really good. And well thanks, done, man. you. Yeah, yeah, thanks, and, and what I like about it as well is you say, look, I fucked up a few times and I had to go back to rehab. I don't, can't remember how many times it was. I think it was three or four or five. But you went back and then you got back out and you started again. You didn't just go, oh, fuck it, that's my life now. I'm just going to continue on drugs. You realised that there was something else to it you fucked up again you went look there's still something i want to do and now you've got to the position where you are because you didn't give up trying you didn't give up believing in you yourself you went i can do this and we all make mistakes we all screw things up and life is always changing that's why this is called life changes you and you you're a perfect description of life changes you because you went through what you went through and you didn't stop trying to change where you were going and now you have changed where you're going and you're in a position you're in a great position now to carry on and to help other people and to motivate people around you yeah yeah i am and it's it's a really good feeling and it's something that yeah, has definitely, like you said, you know, has taken a lot of action to to get me to where I'm at today. And like, I have to always, you know, do things like ground myself, you know, go into nature and, and do these things that keep my cup full, you know, because I can't pour from an empty cup. Have tried before and it, it's failed epically, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, I can carry a message. I, I can't carry people. You know? <laughs> I can't carry all these guys, you know, like I can carry the message and I can, I can hear, you know, hear, hear the struggle and, and give, you know, some of my experience away verbally and that. But at the end of the day, people are going to make those decisions and choices. And, and I think that's probably been one of the hardest things as well. Like had, you know, some really good bros of mine, you know, um, that are, you know, 
probably still deep in addiction and like really wanting to help them. But what what was actually happening when I'd try and help them, I'd end up joining in using again and I'd end up relapsing, you know what I mean? And there's that cliche saying of sitting in the barber chair long enough and, and you'll get a haircut, you know what I mean? And for me, like, like, like you've been saying, you know, like I've had, I've actually had to change everything. You know, yeah. there's one thing I've had to change and that's fucking everything because the way I was looking at things and the people I was hanging around were on that negative type frequency of fuck the world and fuck everyone and all that type of stuff. So I've actually had to really go inwards and, and find out who I am as a person and then be able to kind of share that message with, with brothers and it resonate and, and help, you know. That's really good because that's another thing I don't think people always understand is that, and I'm not saying this because there's lots of stuff on social media about, oh, you're only as uh, clever as the five people you hang around with. You're only as motivational as the five people you hang around with. But from the negative side of that is, yes, if you hang around with people who used to do drugs with, eventually you're going to go back to that. So if you've pulled yourself out of that position, they might never come to the position you've come to where they can change their life. They, that might be their life, but it's not your responsibility to be there trying to help them through. You can help them with your messages through YouTube, but you've also got to focus on yourself and you know that that is actually a drawback for you. If you go back to that world to try and help someone, you'll likely be pulled back in it. So if you can stay out of that world and help from afar, that's a better position for you because there's no chance of you relapsing if you're not around the thing that makes you relapse. Yeah, yeah, funny that. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken me a while to figure that one out, mate. <laughs> but you have figured it out, and now you know yeah, that that's exactly. something that that if you step back into that pond, you're going to get swallowed up because <laughs> it just it just doesn't work for you. But if you stay out of it, you know, look at where you're coming to now. You, you've changed yeah, your life yeah. around, and it's all positive, mate. It's great. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Well, look, uh, so people can contact you at Answers Within either on YouTube by dropping a uh, comment there or Answers Within on Instagram, so it's at Answers Within, and then you can send a message to Daniel. Um, you can watch some of his videos. If you're listening to this now, go and li- watch a couple of his little videos because they are powerful and they are, will make you think about life because I had so many little questions just watching them and it was the first time I watched it, but what I liked was how open and honest you were because they're the sort of things that help people change by hearing stories like that. If we all do the nice fluffy unicorns type stories, no one changes, <laughs> everyone's just happy and happy. But, yeah, your story, it will resonate with a lot of people and a lot of men Go and uh, go and uh, check out Daniel's stuff on Instagram and YouTube, and maybe upload a video to Daniel to put out there, uh, talking about your experiences in life and how you've been able to change your life and how you've been able to uh, get out of situations that probably weren't good for you. You know, this guy here, um, he he's open and honest and tells you everything. So you know. Be open and honest and it will help another person, another man, or they might relay it onto another man and who watches it and goes, actually, that's going to help me. So, Daniel, it's been brilliant talking to you. Yeah, you too, Daniel. It's been awesome, man. It's fantastic. And look, you know, one day I might upload a video for you. Awesome. All I right. can't wait. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. Bye-bye. Catch you later, mate. Well, that was another episode of Life Changes You. If you liked it, 
please share it with your friends and share on social media and subscribe. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram and watch live conversations on Wednesdays and get daily updates. You can also follow the YouTube channel and watch live conversations and listen to the podcast from there. Keep sending in your emails and messages as I love reading them and interacting with you, and I'll always respond to you. So until next week, take care of yourselves and each other.